Welcome to We Are Water, a podcast by Beaver Watershed Alliance. I'm your host, Carrie Byron. With this podcast, we aim to spark discussion on the importance of watershed conservation through conversations with our partners and stories from our fieldwork. Today, we welcome the Beaver Water District education team. Dot Neely is the education coordinator and has been with the district for 10 years now. Amber Ebrecht joined the team this year as the assistant education coordinator. Listen in as we hear about all the cool ways they are reaching students virtually. Amber, Dot, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for making the time to be on the We Are Water podcast today. We are overjoyed to be with you to talk to um, the general public about the importance of water. Absolutely, Carrie, and thank you so much. Awesome. Um, so 2020 has brought us a number of new challenges, but what would a typical fall schedule look like for the two of you? Well, um, generally in the fall, you know, we, we do a lot of back to school engagement with groups, either at their schools or, uh, schools will bring their students up to be in the water district to learn about the Beaver Lake watershed and the history of Beaver Water District and Beaver Dam and and how we take water from Beaver Lake and make a clean and safe journey. Um, there are also lots of different uh, fall festivals and events that we table at, and uh, a few of those are like the uh, uh, the One Community Hispanic Heritage Festival that they do in conjunction with the City of Fayetteville Chamber of Commerce now. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, Hispanic Women's Organization of Arkansas has a conference that we participate in. Uh, there's also Arkansas Fest that okay. usually occurs um, around the second or third weekend in October. Um, just Farmers markets, we'll, we'll do tables, you know, information booths at farmers markets, and we're just really busy. And uh, this year, you know, we've tried to transition uh, to reach, you know, different groups of people um, virtually, and uh, we'll be talking about some of those things, uh, you know, as our conversation continues this morning. So that really is a big challenge when we can't have in-person events. I mean, it changes everything. So how have you guys really pivoted your education strategy to, to continue being able to reach those audiences and those, and those students? Absolutely. You know, I recently saw a T-shirt that said, teachers can do virtually anything. And that really stuck <laughs> It really stuck with me. Like, I thought it was really cute. And that, but even though I kind of chuckled, it's absolutely true. Our educators are absolutely on the front lines. And in the education department at Beaver Water District, um, we are focusing on meeting the teachers where they are. Um, okay. We have to know where everyone is before we can move forward and have a clear direction. Um, so we pivoted and, and thought about, you know, how do we provide experiential opportunities for these students inside the four walls that they're in? Because right now, public schools are not allowing, um, they're not allowing any visitors in the schools 
okay. this year and they're not allowing the students to um, go on any other um, field trips. So, you know, we're overcoming that, but we're absolutely not afraid, and we've actually been really excited about it. So some of the things, you know, that we have accomplished, um, as Dot mentioned, many of our fall events, um, the Secchi Day Science Fair, we have, and this was the exciting part, we had our first ever virtual Secchi Day Science Fair, and, you know, when it's uh, when it's in the public, you know, you have your event, you can still access our resources. But this time, the uh, virtual Secchi Day Science Fair is going to be ongoing and it's accessible from our website. There's over 70 view and do activities um, for students, for all ages, all lifetime learners. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. And most recently, we've really been collaborating with the public school system, which is absolutely exciting. Um, And we will be uh, collaborating with the Bentonville Public Schools within the next couple of weeks, broadcasting to, uh, let's see, over 1,700 fourth grade students. Wow. And um, we have coordinated, BWD has coordinated two guest speakers from partners, partnering organizations uh, such as Beaver Watershed Alliance and Fayetteville Flytrap. It's super cool. They're doing a lesson on carnivorous plants. Oh, so uh, we're bringing in, we're bringing in, you know, kind of everything that we have, all of our resources. So these two guest speakers will be live, uh, broadcasted to four buildings at a time on three different time slots focusing on the unit content, giving live examples of a little, you know, gnat being fed to a carnivorous plant, which, you know, pretty awesome. I hope no one's awesome. Um, you know, and their talk will absolutely align with our next generation science standards um, and also a focus on careers. That is so important. Yes. I mean, starting yes. in elementary school, so we really focus on careers. Um you know, and another thing we have down the pipeline for December with the Fable, or with, excuse me, with the Benville Public Schools right now is to actually do a hands-on experiment virtually, either for the students going step-by-step, almost like an art lesson, if you will. Okay. And um, the teachers just as the facilitators, and Dot and I would be the teachers or the presenters of this. Awesome. So that's one option we're looking at. The other option is actually providing a professional development for the teachers, for the science teachers virtually via Zoom, showing them the, for instance, wax paper watershed lesson plan, and uh, then they present it to the students. And then they can, you know, ask us questions if they run into any roadblocks. Um, one of the things that we've also obtained are the State of Public School Pacing Guides, so that we are able to be there for the teachers, for the educators when they need us most. Okay. Um, and it's it's also exciting and so fantastic. Um, another thing that we're doing is putting together together virtual tours. Again, this cool. is going outside of four walls as best sure. we can for our students and educators. One of the one of them is a drinking water plant tour, and we're focusing on also an urban water cycle tour. Awesome. Which is again, I oh yeah, I could I could go on my. Uh, I'm excited cool. for that. But wait, there's more. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, 
things in the education department, one of the things that we supplement and have available are videos. Well, some of those videos need to be redone, um, either because we have new new content to add, we have to put toys, we have new footage to record, you know, maybe more engaging things, not forgetting what we have in the past because we can just build on that. But we have new equipment, for instance, like a GoPro. And oh, one of the videos that we were putting together focuses on the, the footage that I that I got was of uh, me with a GoPro on my head and like a snorkeling outfit, you know, really just awesome. on my face. <laughs> yeah, so seeing seeing you know above views, uh, you know, coming out from under the water, then you know it it you swim under the water and then it, it puts it into a fast you know fast frame video. It's just super cool. So we are exploring that. We're learning more just like everyone else in this time we're experimenting making mistakes we have an atmosphere and education program of a culture of try so that's really where we're going and we're we're flexible we're fluid we're working with educators with the community um we always have available our k-12 online lessons that are absolutely robust aligned with ngss science standards and we're about to roll out a new format. It's kind of like a mosaic-like uh, example, super easy to navigate, and okay. it shows everything that we have kind of all at once. So absolutely, we have pivoted. Um, we're keeping like our it. mission in line to providing the most highly um, educational resources that we can for uh, for our community our educators and most of all impacting our students through reach action uh, and experience so something that we have really seen is that by going virtual with these programs that are normally in person you can you can reach so many more people your audience just is just greatly expanded and it sounds like you guys have seen the same thing I mean you can reach so many people at one time you know with what you're doing that it's there's going to be value in it going forward for sure absolutely and this is Doc speaking now uh, I just wanted to follow up on a few things you know that Amber uh, uh, mentioned uh, with our second it's now called the second science there online you just go to our website which is really easy you either google beaver water district or go mm-hmm. to bwdh2o.org okay. and right at the top of our of our landing page is the link to get you into the second science fair and it's it's ongoing educational enrichment for everyone it, it's suitable for all ages and there's an incentive for exploring the different exhibits in the Secchi Science Fair. Um, if you will, if, first of all, people need to remember how to read and follow instructions. So that's you know, one of the learning tools we use in order to get your prize. So you, right, the very first uh, uh, mosaic square that you click on is win a prize and if you choose and do uh, 12 or more activities and you follow in the the instructions to fill out the contact us form and and share with us what you uh, visited and what you learned we will send you a prize and and terry 
you probably know that Beaver Water District usually has pretty good swag. Right? Uh, yes, you always have the best swag. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, we we will uh, continue to send people prizes if they visit twelve or more activities and send us some feedback on on their experience. Um, the categories are uh, science land, life, and liquids, technology and policy, engineering and earth science, art, culture, and cultivation, math, maps, and more, health and safety, and then there's a, a, a column where you can uh, experience outdoor education opportunities and opportunities to volunteer to help take care of, of your watershed. So lots to offer there. On the uh, the uh, techie science there, you we guys encourage everyone to, to visit that. You guys did a really good job with that. I spent a lot of time perusing it and learned so many things because it's not just. Um, I mean, it's just so many categories of things that you can learn about and you can come back to on your own time, and and it's just very well done. It is, and, and you know, it's not just Beaver Water District. We had over twenty. Uh, collaborators, including your organization, Beaver Watershed Alliance, that sent us uh, activities and experiments and videos, uh, you know, that inform and educate. So we have a great network of environmental education partners here in Northwest Arkansas, the Arkansas Environmental Educators Association, Northwest Arkansas Master Naturalist, Cobb State Park. Um, the Beaver Lake uh, Fire Department, um, you know, uh, the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks, uh, the Pollinator Project, um, it, the list just goes on and on. A free geek. Uh, so we do have in the first column of our second science fair a parade of presenters so people can see who all sent uh, these activities to do. And going through all of these different activities, you get some insights into different careers related to earth or environmental and water science-related careers. So it's just really robust. It is really neat. Um, collaboration is really important in this time where when we all come together and brainstorm, we can come up with some pretty cool things to, to produce. Yeah. Exactly, and you know, I hope we're not overwhelming everybody with all we have, but back to um, bring up the urban water cycle tour again. Um, we've been doing the urban water cycle tour uh, in partnership with the Illinois River Watershed Partnership and with um, the some of the uh, lake water treatment plants in northwest Arkansas. Uh, more recently, we've been involved or engaged with the Springdale Wastewater Treatment Plant. But the Urban Water Cycle Tour takes participants from a natural water source, which is like a spring that's in Cave Springs at the Illinois River Watershed Partnership uh, facility. And we talk about what watersheds are and uh, the sources of water that people used to use before Beaver Lake was created and people learned that beaver lake is not a natural lake it's a reservoir it's a man-made reservoir on the white river 
and it was created by building Beaver Dam that was finished in 
the need for investment in the infrastructure for treating and delivering water to everyone that needs to use it. So okay. I I want to invite everyone to go to Google Imagine a Day Without Water and sign on. Anyone can sign on and tell their water story with Imagine a Day Without Water. And uh, October 21st, 2020, this Wednesday, is, uh, is the official annual observance of Imagine a Day Without Water. Okay. And we are, we have lined up, it should um uh, go out today. There'll be a news release, so watch for that because we, uh, Beaver Water District, partnered with uh, the City of Fayetteville, with Fossil Cove, with Packrat, and um, with, uh, well, to, uh, the City of Fayetteville was near Jordan and Mark Kenyon, uh, the alderman for Ward 2, and he's also uh, head of the Water and Sewer uh Commission for the City of Fayetteville, uh, but we had five speakers that talked about how they can't imagine a day without water, and uh, so we want everybody to watch for that. Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll blast it out on all our respective social media platforms, okay. and uh, and we want everybody to participate. So I want to ask um, both of you, what would you miss most if you had to go a day without water? Well, um, I mean, the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up is drink a big glass of water. And <laughs> Me too. My, my pop coffee, you know. I mean, yeah. That that's just one of the first things I do when I open my eyes, and then you know I'm always really thankful for my inside out house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. I, I I like you know a, a toilet and a shower nearby. It's just, you know, I'm okay with going out and roughing it, but it sure is handy just to be able to walk a few steps and, you know, do your business and get your stuff all cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, God absolutely read my mind with water and coffee first thing in the morning. And, um, I don't know, but, you know, that started, you know, I started thinking about my morning routine. And after that, I always, I always change out my cat's uh, water bowl, you know. Uh, so yes. Um, yeah, it's good taking, taking care of the little animals. <laughs> That's where I go. It would certainly impact yeah, a lot know, of pets, too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, yeah, you've got a whole bunch of horses that require <laughs> lots of water. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> another thing, let's see if I can get this thought back. Um, you know, people just, um, we've done our job so well at Beaver Water District and the other drinking water treatment utilities uh, in this area that people go, there's a faucet and turn it on and, and clean, safe water always comes out. And people have kind of, uh, they're disconnected with what it takes to get that water to them. So imagine a day without water is just another opportunity to help people understand where the drinking water comes from and why they should care and what it takes to get the water to them. And we all uh, have a responsibility and a stake to protect our water supply sources. And in our, in Northwest Arkansas, you know, Beaver Lake is our public water supply. So we also on our website have a lot of uh, information sources to learn how you 
each of us as individuals can help help we all have a stake in protecting beaver lake and we can find out ways we can do that that sounds great. It's really, it's not magic that water comes out of the faucet. There's so much, so much involved and so many people and so much effort going in to protect that water and then get it to your house. Um, that'll be really neat to see what you guys put out. Yeah, and the first step and the first, one of the most important things about, you know, water treatment is protecting the source of that water. So as long as the tributary streams that flow into Beaver Lake, the Eagle, Richland Creek, the East Fork, Middle Fork, and West Fork of the White River. As long as we protect the water that's flowing in those streams, those streams eventually flow into Beaver Lake, then the water quality in Beaver Lake will be maintained for this and future generations. Oh, fantastic. You two really are putting out some great material and so excited to hear about your creative projects. Thank you again for joining us today on the podcast. Well, wait, before you go, we have one more. Uh, this, this spring, we launched a new uh, environmental and water science steam newsletter called The Splash. Oh, yes. And you can see uh, volume one and volume two on the landing page on our bwdh2o.org website. And uh, you can uh, subscribe to it. And again, just like our second science fair, it's online educational enrichment for everyone, learners of all ages and walks of life. That's great. We'll be excited to see some new things that you guys put out through that newsletter. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We look forward to everything that you're you're doing this week and uh, and from here on out. Hey, it's always a pleasure, and can't wait for our next engagement with Beaver Watershed Alliance. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Carrie. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. To check out the programs Dot and Amber are putting together, visit bwdh2o.org. Don't forget to sign up for their newsletter while you're there. The Alliance continues to host virtual events, and you can find the schedule on our website, beaverwatershedalliance.org. Please share and rate the podcast, and be sure to keep tuning in.